Welcome to the Your Riding Success Podcast. My name is Natasha Althoff and I'm a Grand Prix dressage rider from Australia, author of three books and a leading online trainer of riders all around the world wanting to take their riding to the next level. I'm also a chocoholic, mother of two amazing children and obsessed with helping riders be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your riding, and give you actionable advice on overcoming riding fear and anxiety so you can take your riding to the next level and be the rider you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, Megan. Oh, my pleasure. Fabulous. So um, I would love to know, I always start with, how did you get involved in horses? Uh, what was the, did you have a naughty pony? How did the, the journey unfold for you at the start? Um, well, I have to give full credit to uh, my mom. Um, I started riding, I think before I was born. <laughs> and um, I went I almost it. every day to, uh, to the barn with her in, um, in my baby basket. Um, so I was, I was one of those that was probably a little bit destined to be. Um, but no doubt my love for horses was, uh, was stronger than anything else. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm, I just, I feel so lucky to be pursuing my lifelong passion with, with horses. So, um, living the dream, my own dream. I love it. And was your mom a big rider? She was a rider. Yes. Yeah. She, uh, she grew up, her background is a little bit of everything. Um, she, uh, I have to also give her credit for, um, for making sure that I learned, uh, the first way, the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, and another thing that I, that I really, um, have come to appreciate is having a little bit of experience in, in many different disciplines. Um, so I grew up, uh, doing, uh, jumpers, um, hunters and three day eventing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful to have such a wonderful mother. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you grew up doing everything, doing your eventing, doing your jumping. Did you know that you wanted to be an Olympian one day or did you just like riding horses? What was the plan back then? <laughs> back then growing up, I told myself almost every day that I want to go to the Olympics. Um, I love so yeah, it. no doubt, no doubt. I wanted to, I, that, that was one of my goals for sure. Um, not only go to the Olympics, but, but be the best I could possibly be. Um, which I'm sure every rider knows is an ongoing thing. Um, so the journey never really ends. I don't think. And, uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I have always wanted to go to the Olympics. Um, and I've always wanted to, uh, be in major games and be competitive. How old were you? Like, what did you know of the Olympics? Do you remember a certain Olympic year when you watched it on TV? Like, what did you know about it? Um, and what was the defining moment? Like, did you see something, see a rider, see a horse? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, yeah, we had, uh, my mom got for me a couple of the Anki DVDs, um, yes. or CD, uh, VHSs, I guess it is now. Yeah, you're um, back in the day, the, v- the VHS, the that's it. <laughs> God, that makes me feel so old now. Um, yeah, no, uh, so we watched, uh, we watched Anki, um, and I'd have to say that that, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was pretty cool to me. Um, Carrie Kirkland was another, was another one that I had, uh, tapes of and her training videos. Um, so she was a huge inspiration. Um, and also, yeah, Isabel as well. So, um, I wanted to be up there with them. So yeah. Yeah. So was it ever, you were going to go to the Olympics for three day eventing or it pretty much was, I like doing everything, but I really love dressage and these are now my idols and I want to go ride with them and, and play at the games with them. That is exactly it. Um, I think I fell in love with dressage before, um, I knew who, who they were. Um, I really like, like, as I said, my mom was, was really, um, 
big into learning the first way correctly. And um, obviously the the essentials of most disciplines is dressage. And I loved the effect that it had not only physically, but um, also the rideability that it created for me and my horses um, in, in the other, um, you know, in jumping and eventing. So I think eventing was, was uh, what sort of initiated um, or introduced me, I should say to dressage specifically. Um, and then I happened to have a couple, one horse in particular that wasn't great at jumping. And, uh, so that's sort of when my focus shifted more toward dressage. Um, and he, uh, was a super, super dressage horse. So, um, so yeah, I got a taste of, of what sort of that feels like. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So um I've got a note here that your training reached a whole new level when you spent time at the and I am not even gonna try and attempt to say those words that are on my sheet. Do you do you wanna have a go and help help me out here, please? It was the riding school in Fairden and I'm sure a lot of people um are familiar with the school because it's across the street from um, where they do the testing for um, in Fairden for the young for the young horses. Can you, and the can you say the proper name? Oh my that... god, you're putting me on the spot here. No, oh, that's I'm not good. Even no, no, no. If you can't either, that's okay. I thought you were like. <laughs> Sometimes these people go blah, 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 and I'm like, wow, I said so well. So I and will do it to embarrass this Farshul. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which means, yeah. don't worry, we're all English. It just means Riding Academy in Verdun. Let's just go with that. Yes. <laughs> all right. Nice. So tell us about your time there. Um, well, I have to say there were so many um, um, impactful uh, experiences that I had, I think, um, prior to that and after that. But that was when I was 13. That was my my first, um, trip to Europe. And so, um, that was pretty cool. Cause that was, you know, sort of a, a life, a lifelong, um, dream of mine was, was to ride in Europe and Germany. So, um, in that sense, it was incredible. And I got my, my riding, uh, certificate, um, and learned a, a few words in German, um, and got a lot of experience riding, uh, different horses. Um, so, you know, to see also the programs that they have to develop the riders and to develop actually the instructors. So we were sort of all in the same, uh, um, program. We were all mm-hmm. under the same roof, let's say. So we, we, we got to meet, um, the riders that were going through their different levels and then, uh, the instructors who are also going through their different certifications, um, so the programs and the setups that they have over there was really cool to see. Um, and I hope one day I can kind of start to, uh, put something together that, that is a little bit formal, like what they have. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so in that sense, it was, it was amazing. And did you say at 13, you went there? That's right. Yeah. By yourself. Uh, and it was, yes. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I went with uh, with a friend um, who yeah, was... Yeah, but not your was, mom, not your dad. Like, at 13, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I wasn't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I got my first taste of uh, of, a, of a, you know, an eight-hour, ten-hour flight, which uh, on the way home didn't go so well. <laughs> oh, but no. But you live and you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, no, it was it was great. Okay. So you were definitely, I'm going to become a dressage rider. I'm going to the Olympics. I'm at 13 already going abroad and learning, learning, learning. So, um, uh, what were, were you doing national competitions? Were you doing international ponies or how did, how did like the next kind of five, 10 years go for you? Um, cause like what I'm trying to say is you're 13 and you're like, 
Okay, and, and, and where you want to be is the Olympics, but you're 13 <laughs> learning to ride dressage right now. So did you have goals and, and set, set plans in place of like when I'm 14, I'll be doing this. When I'm 15, I'm doing this. When I'm 16, I'm doing this. Or, <laughs> yeah, just trying to get a bit of a picture because I, I, I feel a lot of our listeners would be like, I know where I want to be, but I also know <laughs> where I'm at. And there's a big right. gap in between those two right. things. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, growing up, um, my mom and I had started, um, a fun little business where we would get, um, sort of reject ponies from, uh, ex ponies, like pony schools or, um, reject little hunters. And, um, we would train them together and sell them. So I was Mm -hmm. really fortunate to get, uh, a lot of experience that way. Um, and we had kind of started that when, when, um, I was given my first pony by a family friend, uh, I think I was three or four. Um, and then from there, yeah, we bought a couple of ponies a year and sold a couple of ponies a year. And, um, and then, uh, yes. Yeah, so after that, I got, um, a lot of experience in, in all the different disciplines that I was talking about before. And then, um, where was I? Uh, yeah, 12, 10, I got a pony that we had planned to do the ponies with, but he actually, um, grew and was too big for the pony classes. So that sort of changed my, um, my objective. And so then I had a new goal of preparing for the juniors. Um, so that was then, then my new, my new goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in the meantime, training him up to the, to the junior level, um, I was working with the Irwins, Jamie and Tina at the time. Um, so it was going to their place, um, you know, on school breaks, uh, and during the summer, um, so in that time they had had a horse that was available for lease. So, um, I got a little bit of experience on, on that horse and actually did the young rider level while we were training the, um, my junior horse. Uh, so I, I, I actually did young riders and then I did juniors. Um, yeah. so yeah, so that was, that was, that was great, a great learning experience for me because that year, although I didn't make it to the Young Rider Championships, um, Equestrian Canada had allowed uh, two sort of grassroots or, or green um, kids with, with objectives of, of competing at the top level. So uh, Lindsay Kellogg and I actually were able to go and groom for the juniors and young riders in Virginia that year which was super good. I love that. Um, it was, it was an incredibly successful year for Canada. Uh, so, so, um, yeah, that definitely fueled the fire for me. I really wanted to go and kick butt next year. Um, so, so that's actually what I did. I took my little, uh, my little horse that was a PMU. Um, and he, he did not look like a dressage horse until you kind of put him on the bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he was kind of fun. Yeah. So then we went to Colorado the next year and we finished in the top 10. Um, yeah. So that was fun. And then the next year along came Caravella. Okay. Um, so please yeah. talk about Caravella because I've got here that you found her at a hunter jumper sales barn. So that's of course where you find all, all great horses, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was at Grace's farm in, in Oxbridge. Um, uh, Rockabera. I'm not sure actually if she's running that facility anymore, but, um, anyway, so yeah, so it was, it was a fluke finding her, um, were you looking? I, went, I was not like looking. looking no, okay. no, I wasn't. Um, so yeah, so I went with, uh, a, a friend of mine called me up one afternoon and said, would you like to come with me? I'm, I'm going to look at a couple horses. Um, and <laughs> I had, finished my, yeah, I know. So I finished my chores for the day. Um, so I said, you know, I, I have a couple hours. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Um, 
and she looked at her and she she didn't like her and I thought yeah. oh my god <laughs> so I called my mom up that the yeah right after I sat on her and I said mom you have to come see this horse and um uh I actually I had I had to work my magic a little bit convincing her that that this horse was really something special yeah um, but she kind of knew you know she my mom knows me quite well and and I'm kind of particular when it comes to horses um and uh so but we had to go back a couple times and we went back in a couple times in the same day uh and um somehow I don't know we brought a we brought a friend also who was a vet he didn't love her either um she was not into her but yeah like like kind of crusty and whatever (laughs) and um I said no like mom we can't leave without her so anyways cut to she trusted me we we took her home and then uh the rest is kind of history. She, I bought her with, um, uh, after talking to Belinda years later, she, Belinda had showed her, I think at first level. Um, wow. so she had done, she was an ex jumper. She actually, yeah. she had quite the history. So she was with Eric Lamaz for 30 seconds. Um, Eric said, she's not, she's not a great jumper. So, um, yeah. he wrote her off. Uh, yeah. Belinda had shown her first, level um and uh and then she went off to be sold um as a hunter which is where I found her and I love her luckily yeah luckily she was for sale for about uh a year and a bit before before I found her so (laughs) yeah isn't it crazy yeah so yeah so um yeah the stars really really just aligned for me so I bought her with a perfectly late change Oh, um, this has been about <laughs> March, and uh, I really wanted to do juniors that year, so um, I I worked the next couple of months making making the flying change clean because you yeah. need one one change for the junior test. Yeah, um, and I clicked with her right away, so she was uh, so fun to to train. Um, really smart, really athletic, um, and. Uh, yeah, the the rest is is sort of similar. I didn't have uh, like crazy. So, which be your first one that you had trained? Like, had you? I know you did the ponies, but um, like for her to change a late change to a clean change, was that more credit to her? More credit to you? More credit to your coach that was helping you? Because I'm sure there's lots of listeners going well, I've got a late change and I just didn't get that change clean and go and have that fairy tale. So what do you, you know think what? Yeah, I know. Um, I, I actually, I wasn't working with anybody when I found her. Um, yeah. my mom had built me, um, our own little private farm, um, yeah. just outside of Collingwood. So, um, uh, when I was nine, we built that and, um, uh, yeah, my, my mom was busy. She had a, she had a company that she was running. So, um, it was pretty much just me on my own. Um, at that time I wasn't working with the Irwins anymore yeah. and this was sort of my own project. Um, and how old and were you at the time when you got it? I was 16 turning 17. Yeah. So do you think it was also that age of Oh, it's, it's not that hard and I'll figure it out. So fine. And I want to go to juniors. So I'm going to go to juniors. Was it that innocent just belief that everything was possible and everything was quite easy that made it? Absolutely so not. No, okay. no. I felt, um, not so much pressure on the horse, but, um, the fact that I needed to really focus and channel everything that I had learned, um, mm. in my whole lifetime. Um, mm. Mm. and, uh, I think uh, growing um, for for riders developing their horses that um, the pressure almost needs to be more on you than the horse. Like, yeah. um, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I don't have any expectations on the horse necessarily. Like in my day to day stuff, I just make sure that that they're having fun and um, obviously learning, but. But, um, 
the relationship I think that you have with them is uh, far more important than than any set sort of standards that that are imposed in um, uh, the the you know. <laughs> the yeah, world. totally. So, okay. so you were yeah. you were sixteen. You were like, I want to get a clean change. I want to go to juniors. Were you? fairy tale enough in your thinking to go and then we'll just go to seniors and then we'll go to Grand Prix and then we'll win win everything were you thinking that Mm, no I knew the horse was really special um but I had no idea I was I was just taking it sort of day by day just making sure that my riding was 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 where it should be and uh yeah (laughs) that that was that that was all I had in mind. It was a lot of videoing. I credit my sister for spending hours because I I reviewed. Um, yeah, you're, I think and you're your been, own best teacher. Was that, that a video camera? We didn't have phones back then, did we? That's right. No, I have piles of of little um, yeah, those old little cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that so, is credit. That is that is real commitment. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a family uh, a family affair. So um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were doing this, and then you you got the clean change, and then you went, mm-hmm. okay, I'm I'm I've, I might as well do a couple in a row and start doing some tempies. When did yep. you get help? Like, did you go, okay, how do I do this trot on the spot thing? When did you, you know, yeah, how did that next bit kind of unfold for you? Oh my gosh, it was really just sort of experimenting um yeah uh I I I worked um uh I did a little bit of in hand work with her um and then I rode quite a bit um in the fields and stuff and uh I had some really good piaf steps um out in the field actually better than than in the school um Mm -hmm. so I kind of took that feeling and tried to make it in a little bit more of a formal setting <laughs> and that's how yeah, it worked yeah. with most of my movements actually so I did a lot, of, a lot of work in the old school way out in the field <laughs> yeah 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 okay and so you you trained her she was the first horse you trained all the way to Grand Prix um how was that feeling when you did your first Grand Prix it was amazing um I went the first Grand Prix I did uh I did the Young Rider Grand Prix yeah. And um the jump from small tour to you know being test ready for a grand prix I spent yeah. uh 3 months in Florida and right. um Robert Dover really helped me that year uh with yeah. her um to get me ready for that first that first test that season so um yeah he was he was great for 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 that time too for me. I love Robert. <laughs> Robert, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Okay. So then you did a Grand Prix. Um, I'm assuming a national, or where you came to the US. Um, was it an international, or did you start off just with some national Grand Prix? Uh, no, I started off in the yeah in the U25 division. Um, yeah. Yeah, you have to do a national before you can do CDIs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what I did first. Okay, and did you have your your eyes set on anything with her that you were like okay this is what I'm going to do at a particular point or were you just really just still enjoying the ride playing around just going okay well what comes our way comes our way (laughs) yeah no as you as you start to see sort of things unfold when you're when you're schooling things you kind of go oh my gosh like wow is that is that actually her wow we might actually have a chance here so yeah um she was my inspiration sort of to keep going forward and, and, um, uh, to set my sights higher and higher every year. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so to, 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 for everyone listening, they're going, well, what is that? What, what, what are the accomplishments that you did with, with her? Um, so yeah, like you said, my first year I had her, I did juniors and then I did two years of young riders. Um, and, uh, in those three years of the championships, um, I did, uh, quite well. Um, I, I medaled, uh, each year. Um, and then after that, uh, I, 
did the Young Rider Grand Prix. So I did the Young Rider Grand Prix for one year um, and then did the jump to uh, Grand Prix. Yeah. And the rest is, uh, yeah, the rest is sort of uh, history. <laughs> oh, so it's not history. Everyone wants oh. to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I did uh, uh, WEG. Uh, the 2014 um, World Equestrian Games in in Normandy. Um, so you can't say that so innocently. Like, it has to, <laughs> like we need to give you credit. This is so, let me do, let me recap. You tell me if I've got this right. Okay. You're wandering around like do to do, and your friend goes, "I want to go look at a horse." You're like, "Whatever, I'll just come for fun." You see a horse, you're like, "I think that." I, there's something special about the horse. I've fallen in love with the horse. Most people around you are like, "It's really not that great." I don't know what you're seeing. You think this yes. horse is really. You play in your youth um, uh, by yourself a lot of the time with your video. You're training yourself. You're learning yourself, and you're 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 training this horse all the way through the juniors and the young riders into Grand Prix. You do some Grand Prix, and then you go to the World Equestrian Games. And we're still not finished. But is that the story so far? <laughs> That's the story so far. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> These so, interviews are fantastic because they're an awesome sort of uh, reflection on on everything. So, <laughs> and uh, let me just finish the story and then we'll go back. So, just for the for the highlight reel, you do the WEG and then you do the Olympics in sixteen. Yeah, uh, I do the also the twenty fifteen Pan Ams, and those are in. Sorry, how could I forget that? So there's fourteen, there's <laughs> sixteen, and um, is that where it finishes, or is there eighteen? Um, there is also 18. Yes. Uh, so that year I had qualified her for, um, the world equestrian games and try on as well. Okay. So we need to back up. Okay. What do you think was, there's plenty of people that buy a horse and have a dream to go to the Olympics or have a dream to go to the world equestrian games, which you did both. Um, (laughs) uh, um, and it doesn't happen. So what do you think on reflection was the difference that made the difference? Or maybe there was a couple of things. Like obviously the horse is extraordinary. Um, I'm really curious why no one could see that. Like do you think she tries for you? Like you unlocked something and she she became more than what she ever was going to be because she tried so hard for you? Like I just really want to figure this out. This is such a cool <laughs> story. I think so. Like it was – um, I didn't believe in love at first sight until I saw this horse, um, in the, in the, it was like, uh, such a strong emotion that I was connected to her that, um, I didn't know where it would lead, but I knew that she was special. Yeah. I would say, um, does that answer your question? <laughs> It was, it, it was it, it, a bit of it. Yes. So, so then my follow-up question to that is, so based on your experience and based on your accomplishments and your journey, you would say the bond between the rider and the horse is paramount, number one, the most important thing to success. I think so. Yeah. That's like true. you have That's to believe true. in your horse when mm-hmm. nobody else believes in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is, she's my testament to that for sure. I love it. Okay. So that's number one. In it. So if we were to dissect and create a recipe for success based on your journey, you're saying just like flour is important in a cake, that's your number one ingredient. What would you say is your number two ingredient? It sounds like you're very um, sure you've had amazing strict training and you mentioned at the very start that you did, you learned the right way, the first way, which is really, really important. But it sounds like you you weren't having seven lessons a week, eyes on the ground every single minute of every single day. And that, like that you self-trained a PF by going out into a field and, and then trying to get it into the arena. So was coaching and having eyes on the ground, is that even an ingredient or is it, yes, it's an ingredient, but it's like the salt. It's like, we only need one gram of that, not <laughs> grams of that. I love your analogy. Um, your metaphor. <laughs> We're going to make an Olympic cake with me today. Come on. <laughs> now I'm just hungry. <laughs> um, absolutely no. So my, um, 
my motto, I think, is the harder you work, the luckier you get. And um, I didn't have a full-time trainer with me, but I did do clinics occasionally. And when I went to those clinics, every single second was, I was like so absorbed and I tried so Mm -hmm. hard. I made as many notes as I possibly could, um, even on a daily basis, like just writing down the exercises that I found successful, um, and trying to better my riding, um, and sort of analyzing my riding based on how the horse went, I think is really, really important in developing not only yourself as a rider, but also the horse. Um, but knowing that I didn't have constant help and not knowing when my next lesson would be, um, just sort of drove me to try, uh, super, super hard (laughs) knowing that those, those lessons were few and far between, um, and then making sure that everyday practicing counted. Um, I think that was really important for me. Let me feed that back to you. It seems like then the ingredient is um, a, a real obsessive compulsion to learn and to m- make every learning experience count. Yes, absolutely. I think to be the best, you have to be an amazing student um, and uh, teachable. Um, so... Yeah, that 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 for me is sort of what I look for in in riders that I teach um, and uh, and in myself. I love it. And I just wanted... horse. Sorry. Yeah, no, you go adaptive to each oh. horse. Oh, yeah. So so to get the most out of each horse, um, you really have to constant be uh, constantly be learning um, and developing and honing uh, different skills for different horses. Um, so to be great with, um, many different horses, you have to, you have to be really good at learning. Um, uh, and, and the better you are, like the, the better you get at learning, um, I think the better, the easier it is, uh, to develop yourself. So, yeah, I love it. And I just wanted to go back to, you said, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Um, that's in a context isn't it? Because if you work super, super hard on the horse, oh my God, Mm -hmm. that's clearly not going to work. Like if you ride your horse for seven hours and you go pirouette again, pirouette again, that is not what we mean by hard work. So when you say hard work, like I can hear the hard work you said in the lessons. Um, Did you also, if you were there at a clinic, watch every lesson? So you would sit there from 7am to 7pm and hear everything this coach would say or what do you mean by the hard work taking the time to journal um sounds like you write you know you wrote it all down and that a writing journal and the video feedback even if it's just you reviewing the feedback is is your is what you mean by working hard by just that constant cycle of of feedback uh yes so i think watching other people teach is really interesting and you can pick up different things from different lessons sort of no matter the level of rider or whatever um so if it's not the most inspirational rider let's say then then you learn how that coach sort of works through problems and um as a um as a pupil of that that coach what uh, works and what doesn't because I really think that it's you know sometimes there's so much pressure put on the coach but the success of the student um, there's a lot of responsibility on the student as well so um, you know to just try and sort of give yourself fully to that to whoever it is that's helping you I think is really important too um, that is and then walk away with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think every coach listening to this is going, yes, I want to teach you because um, <laughs> I think that that's, um, it's got to be part of your success that, as you said, that, that letting go of whatever you think to be true to really let someone else tell you, well, this is what's truth for me. And then it sounds like you go away and you go, okay, here's what I believe to be true about training horses. Here's what I learned today. What fits, what didn't. And I love your, your test, which is, did my horse, I've written it down that you said, I analyzed my riding based on how my horse went. So if my horse went extraordinary, I guess I must have ridden okay. And if my horse went like shit, I guess I rode like shit. So I feel that's your, that was your analysis of if you let yourself over in a lesson and the horse felt bad and you felt bad, okay, maybe you're not going to take those lessons on in your journey moving forward. But if the horse went better, even if it was in contrary to what you used to believe, you're like, well, now this is my new paradigm, which meant that you got success a lot quicker. But you tell me if I got that Yeah, absolutely. And then the better you got at feeling um, what works and what doesn't, then you got quicker Mm -hmm. at knowing what works and what doesn't. So like Mm -hmm. second by second, um, you can feel that and um, then progress happens a lot quicker without, Mm -hmm. uh, let's say, so many miles on your horse, which um, Mm -hmm. I think is really important too. Um, Yeah. So I say, yeah, I, I'm so grateful for the horses that, that did teach me, um, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, cool. awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's still continue to make our success cake. So we've got, um, your amazing ability to be a student and to learn and implement and, um, uh, just act super quick. Um, I think that seems a big ingredient. We've got the, the bond with the horse. Um, anything, what else do you think is super important, um, in your journey that got you to where you, where you are? Um, Besides, yeah, besides my family, um, who are always really, really supportive of my riding career. Um, yeah, I went out of school, uh, high school, not knowing exactly what I was gonna, how I was going to make a living. Um, I had been running, uh, the barn for a number of years, um, and had had a couple horses in training, Um, but they always believed in me. Um, and right after high school was when I had met, um, the team at Deerage. So, um, that was a, that was a really big thing, I think for them as well, because at that time I was, uh, not quite 18 or had just turned 18 when I started working for them. And I had had a bit of success at, um, the, the juniors and, and young riders, Um, but obviously it was a little bit of a risk for them, uh, putting all of their, their cards, um, with me. So I was, uh, I, I still to, to this day am so grateful that they, um, that they believed in me from the beginning as well, I think. Um, so thank you, dear equestrian. (laughs) Um, but, uh, and. Also, the other person I, I would I would like to mention for sure is uh, is Belinda. I've been working with her for the past um, year, and uh, that's been so much fun. It it really feels like a collaboration um, yeah. in in training styles. You know, like we we sort of play with different exercises and and. Um, uh, you know, we believe in each other. And um, so it's a little bit more of a style that is, um, uh, yeah, like a, a collaborative sort of yeah. Uh, yeah. coaching. Part of which, um, yeah. yeah, which is which has been really super in, in uh, uh, progressing the training of all the horses at all the different levels. <laughs> Yep. Okay. I just want to go back to our cake for a second. Um, what I, what I'm hearing is, um, um, that belief is an actual vital ingredient. Like, do you think, like, how important was your family? Like, did they say, yeah, 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 it's cool that you ride horses? Or do they tell you every day that, 
or did they tell you every day that you were definitely going to the Olympics, that you had it in, like you, this was your future or did they belittle that a little bit and just go, no, you're a good writer. Like, like it's, yeah, to, to, if you don't mind talking about that. And what was your belief? Like, were you as certain as the sun comes up tomorrow, I am going to the Olympics? And did you have a year? Um, they believed in me, I think, more than I did in myself at, at certain times. Like, I yeah. knew that I wanted to have forces in my life, but um, I think they saw, um, they, they saw that, a little bit more of the talent. Um, and I was, you know, at certain times, not quite as optimistic because, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's a difficult sport and I really wanted to make sure that, uh, that I was, I was going to be, uh, successful. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so you went to the World Equestrian Games and were you happy with your performance there? Were you, did you do, I always think when you go to a big event like that, it really doesn't matter where you place as long as you did the best test you could do. Um, I think it's always a little bit heartbreaking when you're like, oh, we just, we just didn't do anywhere near our best. So talk us through the, the 2014 game. Um, I was really happy. I I thought I put in um a pretty solid test. Um and the whole lead up to uh Normandy was was also um really sort of an eye opener. Like I would almost put um Aachen on the list of major games for me because it's such an incredible venue with um, amazing energy and you really feel like you almost made it, you know, you, you're, you're brushing shoulders with, um, with Charlotte and Isabel and Klaus Bach and Hall yeah. and yeah. like, Oh my <laughs> God. So that was amazing. Uh, just to sort of get that um, initial starstruckness out of your system yeah. before you mm-hmm. go to WEG. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, like allows you to kind of, um, uh, yeah, just focus a little bit more that, that, uh, okay, <laughs> this is, this is happening. Um, this is serious. Yeah. This is serious. Yeah. So, uh, what was your question again? <laughs> um, <laughs> that you were happy. So you were happy with your performance at oh. WEG? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the venue itself was, um, was really impressive. It was, uh, you know, a, a, a French soccer stadium. So the, the place is huge. Um, and you have the warm up, uh, which is, um, I don't know, uh, a five minute walk to the ring and you go down the chute and, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's an impressive thing to, to sort of experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, that was, that was great. Super. And that was, and how old were you when you did WIC? Um, was, I was 23. That's amazing. And how old was Cabela? Um, she would have been. Um, 2014. She was 13. Super. Okay. So were you planning on, uh, the 2016 games with her? Of course. Yeah. She would have been 15. So after WEG, did you, did that light your fire? You mentioned at the very start that, um, you didn't make the team and you had to go groom and you were like, I'll be here next year. So (laughs) did WEG even just give you more drive that, uh, the Rio Olympics, like you had to be on it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. It did. For sure. It did. Um, and every year that you have your horse at, at the Grand Prix, um, you're, you're sort of, um, learning as well. So just because, you know, you've, you've made the horse to Grand Prix doesn't mean that it's easy to, to keep it there and to keep developing. Um, so again, that comes in where you have to be really good at learning, 
um, and and also learning the nuances of the horse as well. So um, it's it's a constant process, and um, yeah, really important to keep keep developing. And and just because you made it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you should celebrate too early. <laughs> No. Well, I can yeah. only imagine, and 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 yes, okay. You don't need to train the horse what a piaf is or what fifteen one-time champions are, but there's all these other challenges around keeping it fresh and keeping it sound and keeping it um, happy and keeping it motivated, and as you said, and also trying to improve. Yeah. Um, so obviously, that's all just running through your mind. Um, for those two years and did mm-hmm. you have someone help you and and give you their experience of oh yeah I've been there I've done that with 20 other horses this is what I think works or again did you just listen to your gut listen to your own horse and do what worked for you guys um yeah a little bit of a little bit of both um I was we're based in uh Jared Equestrian is based in Loretto Ontario and, um, and we go to Wellington for the winters, obviously. So yeah. over those couple of years, um, I was, uh, clinicking with, um, Oded Shimoni, uh, Robert as well. Um, and, uh, uh, two amazing trainers who, who, uh, helped me with, um, with a few different horses. And I think that, that riding different horses helps you with, um, sometimes not even the horse that you're having the lesson on. Um, so that, that too was, was, was super helpful. Um, and so to to all the riders out there, if you can ride as many different horses as you can, then that is, uh, is, um, I think pinnacle in, in making sure that you are a good rider. (laughs) Yeah. So you were spending your time, obviously, um, bringing on young horses, bringing on new horses, coaching. Um, was that filling, fill, filling most of your days? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That and, um, and showing, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then you go to Rio. How was that? Had you ever been to South America before? I hadn't. No, no, I, 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 I was an open mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and did you spend time holidaying after or just back to work? No, no. I, uh, I went pretty much straight back to work. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that was sort of my vacation. Cause, uh, you know, you're riding one horse and <laughs> yeah. you got to see yeah. a little bit of, uh, the city. Um, but uh, no, it was uh, back to back to riding basically for me. And did you have any goals? Like, was the goal just to get to the Olympics, or did you have once you got there, did you have a goal to get a certain score to make, uh, you know, the special, or did you have did you have any kind of um, goals and, and pressure on yourself, or was it like I'm just going to have fun and do my test and see what happens? Um, no, there's definitely expectations. Like you want to try to put in, um, your best performance. I, um, my goal was to ultimately make it to the special, but for sure improve on my, um, on my last major games performance. Um, so unfortunately I didn't make it to the special. I was, uh, three horses out, but, um, uh, regardless, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I was still really happy with, um, with my test for sure. And were you just so happy? I so like, there's so much other experience I can only imagine at an Olympic games. You're in the village, you get to see all the other, um, athletes and you're just like, Oh my God, that's a blah. And that's a blah. And, um, it would have been just such an amazing experience. Um, did you find yourself getting distracted at all or were you quite focused? Um, no, like when you're, when you're training, um, it's pretty easy to, to be focused on, on what, what you're there for. But, um, yeah, you want to try to absorb the experience as much as you possibly can. Um, so I, I, uh, I was, yeah, everything is kind of crazy cool. I would highly recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> which um, used to be too long. And, yeah, I love it. And, and the whole, the whole, um, the whole week that you're there is, is one big, um, sort of surreal bubble that, that it's like, yeah. you know, this is like a lifelong goal and like, I'm doing this for everybody who has been a part of this journey. So, um, yeah, you're just, it, it was just incredible. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And how did you sleep the night before the test? <laughs> um, pretty well, actually. Uh, I, I got a really cute video, um, a collaboration of, and a hello from everybody who had, um, who had Aww. been a part of my journey. So, um, going to bed with that, you really felt like, um, like everybody was behind you. And, uh, so that was really special. <laughs> Thank Very you, Kelsey, good. for putting that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So then you came back from Rio and did you plan to do, um, WEG again in 18? And was that going to be the end of Carvella's career or yeah what were your thoughts or were you like I'm not sure um yeah I wasn't too sure I was just sort of um playing it by ear um at that time I had had uh Sandor Zodiac and Caravella um all qualified for WEG um so I felt like I was in a pretty good position that way um and, uh, um, yeah, I ultimately ended up, uh, competing Zodiac, uh, at the games. Um, but I was, yeah, I was really, really proud of, uh, I call her Capri at the barn, um, or Caravella. Yeah. So I was, I was super, super proud. I think she was in, um, uh, was she second ranked on the team? Um, wow. So again, yeah, I was really, really proud of her. I think she was seven, seven, seventeen, yeah. sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to to that too, um, that's always I think a goal that every dressage trainer has in mind is is the longevity of the horse. So um, I was really proud to have her be in top form, sort of uh, at the end of her competition career. So. Well, again, it's just such a credit to you that obviously your training was useful. It wasn't something that caused her to break down at age 12 or something and, and that she's got that really long career. So huge. There's okay. definitely some luck involved with horses, but, um, and, uh, but she, the lady I was, I was lucky she's gone to all these major things on more than one horse. I think you have a system for success. I'm very, <laughs> thank you. So talk about Zodiac then. Um, how, how was it being at a World Equestrian Games on a different horse? I'm assuming he's very different um, because they're all so different. And, again, do we still say that the success um, cape needs this bond? Do you have a, a, not a similar bond? I would assume you have different bonds with your different horses, but still a bond. Definitely, yes. Um uh yeah he was uh he was a special horse for me too i remember trying him in um in holland actually and uh they couldn't get me off of him (laughs) i don't want to get off of him and how old was he when you tried he was uh he was seven um you were pressing yeah what's that you were pressing some buttons. He wasn't a three-year-old. You could you could play with the change and play with some things. Uh, yes. So he had a schooled um, change, and uh, yeah, um, uh, he hadn't shown. He he did really well as a three-year-old. Um, he was second in the Pavo Cup, um, and then he was sold and hadn't actually shown uh, until I got him. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he was a little bit green, um, green when I got him as well. But uh, yeah, more. He was yeah, he was seven coming eight, so he had had some experience. Wasn't a young horse. I love it. And you said you had a third horse that was also qualified or way up there in two thousand and eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that story. Did you know also when you sat on that horse that it was the right one? 
Um, so actually, Deerage had purchased him uh, just before I started working for them. So um, about a month in, uh, he was uh, about a month after I started working, then he was shipped over from Holland um, as a three-year-old. Um, so, uh, but I, I, lo- I like, I, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. that was, a, that was a good pick. I love it. Here, just part. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. Coming into 2020, um, what, how many horses did you have that could have gone to Tokyo? Um, I had had, uh, just Zodiac actually at that level. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And was it a good thing that the Olympics were postponed for you and him or not such a good thing? You don't know if you'll be okay for 21. Um, he's getting better all the time. (laughs) Uh, So I am really excited for next year. Absolutely. Yeah. And will the plan be to go down to Florida this winter and do the show season? That is the plan. Yes, I yeah. am on standby. I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. Um, but the, yeah, the goal for next year is, is the same. So, um, so hopefully everything sort of falls into place. Um, but I'm very excited about where we're at right now. I love it. So what does a typical day look like for you um, when you're not going down to Florida, when it's just a normal day? How many horses do you ride? What do you do? Um, I do the, I always do the Deerage horses first. Um, so they come first in my day and then that usually takes up, um, uh, that takes me into the early afternoon. And then, um, uh, after about two o'clock, then I teach in the afternoons. So, um, uh, there's a whole, whole lot of horses in my day. <laughs> how many, how so many horses? Ride in the morning. Um, how many horses, uh, between, uh, between about six and nine. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned, um, this great collaboration that you've got with your coaching relationship. Is that every day or is that once a week? How does your, your coaching look like now? Um, do you mean with Belinda? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, it's, uh, every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So she'll come and and you'll just run through all the horses and, and take the feedback. Um, usually one or two horses. Um, yeah. So one or two horses, uh, every other week. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, is, is there any time for holidays, fun, adventure, (laughs) um, anything outside of horses or is horses pretty much everything that you think about and do? <laughs> um, extracurricular stuff. So, um, I love, I love sports. Um, I love, okay. I grew up swimming competitively, um, tennis. Uh, I play a bit of tennis and golf when, when we're in Florida. Um, yeah. and, uh, um, I love running too. And yeah. sort of the COVID hobbies I've taken up is uh, crocheting <laughs> and oh, uh, playing the guitar. I love um, it. Yeah. And a little bit of Spanish too <laughs> that I can practice. Oh, on my, sister. my sister's fluent in Spanish. So it's kind of fun. To ah. practice. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, do you have, I mean, you did mention one thing that the harder you work, the luckier you get. Is there any other, um, kind of advice or mottos that you live by? Um, I think you're your own best critic. Um, so, um, sort of to take responsibility for, um, your own development sometimes is, uh, is important too in your, development as um as a rider so uh for sure having eyes on the ground is absolutely no doubt um essential um but also you know to make sure that um uh sort of that you can self-assess as well i think is important do you think you would have gotten to the the heights in your career that you've gotten to without 
eyes on the ground. So sure, you needed to learn how no. to ride. It sounds like you <laughs> learned when you were young. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out if it's icing on our cake or if it's like this cake will not work unless we have this ingredient. I'm going to say both are really important. I think both are really important. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure, eyes on the ground um, are, is uh, yeah, essential. Love it. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you have any sponsors you'd like to mention? I do. I do. Um, I would love to, uh, thank Omega Alpha. Um, I have been using their supplements for, um, gosh, almost 10 years now. They've been such fantastic partners in, in keeping my horses, uh, healthy and, um, also, uh, Albion Saddlery supplying me with amazing saddles. <laughs> I ride, yeah, I ride for almost eight hours a day. And, um, uh, before then, uh, I don't, I honestly, I don't know what I did, <laughs> but if you're looking for a really comfortable saddle that is uh pain-free and, um, keeps your horses back healthy, um, and your back healthy, I would highly recommend them. I love it. Awesome. Okay. And where can listeners find you on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram um, as Megan Lane uh, and mm-hmm. also Facebook. And then um, I have a website, uh, mlanedressage.com. Excellent. We can put that all in the show notes. Anything you would like to end today on? Anything we haven't covered? Um, I would love to thank you for putting together such a great program. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for being part of it. You've got such an amazing story to tell. So thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Awesome. All right. You have an amazing day and thanks so much for sharing. To stay up to date with the latest content, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast. Go on hit subscribe. I'd love if you would also love to leave us a review to help us how we could do better or make this even more amazing for you. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Your Writing Success and Natasha.altoff.